All right. Well, yesterday, Ron uh, had a couple of highlight reels, I think, they'll be playing in ESPN later in the day. Is that right? <laughs> Bloopers. Some Bloopers. Okay, whatever. Ron is a, a businessman, owns his own company, and has uh, actually been around. His, I knew his sister 10 years before, or 15 years before I met you, so it's yeah. a great family, beautiful daughters, and he has something that I believe is going to be sharing with us today that is really, uh, it's not a message out of his head, but it's, it's his life. So will you join me in praying for him? Thank you, Lord, for my brother. And we're asking for your word to be alive today. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, come. That, that there would be deep conviction as we listen today. That you would, you would change our hearts, that we would grow in your character, we grow related to this message. Bless him, Lord. Give him zeal and insight and, uh, and your grace as he speaks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Man, um, you can call me Ronnie. I'm an elder here, and I am so excited. Like, they finally let me preach? Like, <laughs> um. Uh, really, I, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I played in the Yam Bowl yesterday. I got, we got a picture of me in the Yam Bowl. And, okay, that's not me. That's not me. Oh, man. It's like, like okay, so go back to the other. It's like, you can, I felt like that guy. I was like, that's how I felt inside, but then, like, that's reality. It's like. Man. Um, so the next picture is my family. Oh, I'm so blessed. Whew. I will start crying. Um, Lori, she is such a wonderful woman. She is funny. She's smart. She's diligent. She's the most loyal person I've ever met. I love that woman. And my girls, man, they're a riot. Like, they will... They'll hide behind the closet door or something, and they will, they'll scare the snot out of me. Like, they are, they're hilarious, the things they do. They, they make me laugh so much, and I love my family. I'm so grateful um, for them. In church, I love you. Like, I don't know all of you that well, but I am so thankful to be a part of this community and to be a part of the body of Christ, to be a part of this church. You guys are awesome. Um, and so... Um, you're also, if I love you a little bit, how much does God love you? And so I want to start today by getting excited about the heart of God. What does he say about you? What does God want for you? Did you know God wants you to be happy? He wants you to be full of joy. He wants you to be fully provided for, loved in every way and loving others. He makes it so you can be pleasing to God, to avoid evil, to overcome the enemy, to be saturated with life, and to be at peace. Church, God wants you to thrive. That's what we're going to be talking about over and over again today, that you are going to, he wants you to thrive. So I mentioned that I'm an, I'm an elder here. I was at a young adults life group the other week, and someone's like, hey, what is an elder? And I was like, bro, we're the spiritually elite. Um, <laughs> uh, I, that is a joke. Um, 
I am a believer just like you. I'm, I'm a broken man. I've been humbled by God's amazing grace, his sweet mercy in my life, his kindness. I do know Jesus. I've been walking with Jesus. I love him. Um, but he shows me mercy time and time again. Um, and just like all of us, he has started me on a path of generosity. Um, and I think it's a key element for all believers to experience his abundant life. So I'm going to say that again. God wants you to thrive And being generous is an essential part of you experiencing his abundant life. So today, we're going to tell tell some stories. I'm going to tell the story of the first time I got fired. um, About the time I got to give away a boatload of money and I didn't have a job at the time. Um, The time I made two years rent in one day. Um, And I'm going to talk about God's big surprise. I'm also going to share with you what you need to hear to walk out in what he's calling you to. So does that sound good? All right. Let's talk. Let's get, let's get going. Um, today's title is God's Wisdom, Generosity, A Message of Hope and Grace, or The Adventure of Living a Generous Life. Like, who, who edited this sermon? I did, people. You, like, this is, I edit, you are in for, like, PowerPoint gold, Okay. <laughs> Um, so we are, we're going to talk about generosity as an, as an adventure, how to start that adventure, okay, how to stay on the adventure, and how to enjoy the adventure. Um, so let's start about, let's start about talking about starting this adventure. Church, God has given us a straightforward and easy to understand entry point into pursuing him in generosity. The tithe. <laughs> All right, so listen, hey, I do not get paid by the church, okay? You would think they would pay me to preach, but I don't get paid, okay? <laughs> Say, so we can talk freely. I can talk free w- freely with you about the tithe. We're the same, okay? So let's talk about what the tithe is not, okay? It is not rocket science, Okay? Like, there's a lot of smart people in this room, and you would understand it if it was rocket science. It's not. It's easy, okay? What else is the, is the tithe not? It is not just for the Old Testament, okay? Mark, last week, gave a great sermon on the tithe. It was awesome. He talked about how Jesus affirmed the tithe for believers today, So it is for you and for me. It's for today. It's super simple. The tithe, like take your paycheck, divide it by 10, that's the tithe. So I don't want to get hung up on this, but I do want to get you excited and filled up with hope. So if you're having, like right now, if you're having these thoughts of like, I can't tithe, I'm just getting by, you know, Listen, um, I want you to focus on this, okay? So, this is, we got this, okay, Malachi, okay? This is God, he's talking. He's talking about the tithe specifically. Listen to what he says. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing 
that you will not have room enough for it. People, the floodgates of heaven, so much blessing, you won't even be able to hold it. So remember, we've got to remember, our Father longs for us to have an abundant life. He wants you to thrive. He wants to be a provider for you, to experience joy and peace. That's God's heart for you, okay? The tithe is like the ticket into the adventure of generosity. It's like opening up the door and getting on this other side into this adventure that awaits. Okay, so I got to go back to the yamble because it was, it was awesome. So we're gonna talk. So in my quest yesterday for like yamble glory, um, I pulled my hamstring. Are you kidding? Like I was the guy, the old guy who pulled his hamstring, right? Um, anyways, James Aguilar, J- James, James in the back, James Aguilar, man, James, I want to encourage you. You are. God has a, has a plan for your life, man. We love you. Your church body loves you, man. We pray for you, and, and um, we're proud of you, man. Thank you for serving our country. Um, anyways, I pulled my hamstring. James is like, I got you, bro. He gets me down. I'm down on the ground. I'm on, on my back. You know, he gets my leg. He's, he's like, stretch me out. I'm like, oh, man. And he's like, and then he starts massaging my thigh. And I was like, bro, like, hey, you're getting a little <laughs> close, man. A little too close for comfort here. And, hey, there are certain things that when you start talking about those things, pe- that's how people respond. Like, whoa, hey, you're getting a little too close for comfort for me, right? That's what, it can be. That's what the tithe can be like. It's like red flag, boop, 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 boop. Like everyone shuts down, Okay. So if you've experienced some of those thoughts as I'm talking about the tithe, like I can't tithe, I shouldn't tithe, those are not from God. Those thoughts are not from God, okay? I would say they could be from the enemy or the flesh. Um, And what's the enemy want for you? Death, destruction, hopelessness, lack. That's That's what the enemy wants. But grace... I'm speaking grace today. I speak grace over us, and I just praise the Lord for his grace. Listen, we've all heard of the law of gravity, right? It's simple. It's a natural law. It's made by God. Did you know he created spiritual laws? They're just as simple, and they're just as real. So we can choose to align ourselves with him in these or not. It's up to us. But if you cannot choose to give a small portion of your income, which he's given to you, back to him, you're blocking the floodgates of his bounty in your life. And someone might say, man, that's harsh, Ronnie. Well, no, it's not. It's not harsh. It's actually the grace of God. Grace to walk in freedom from the oppression that can so easily come from the love of money. You might say, hey, that's, that's, we're not under the law. You're right. We're not under the old law. We're under a new law, the law of the Spirit that leads to life. 
generosity is a part of that. Giving and tithing is a part of that. Now, are you willing? Do you have a desire to step in the direction of giving, to step through the door into this adventure of generosity? And if you do, that's God. And don't just think about it. Church, let's do it. So there is something very important about thought coupled with action. Because we can think about something and get a really similar feeling than actually doing what we're thinking about. It's, it's a little crazy. So you could actually be thinking right like, like I'm going to start tithing. You could ha- be having that thought right now. And you actually start feeling good about it. And then you can like go eat a bunch of food up there and not actually tithe. But you got the benefit of feeling good for a little while about it. Um, so in 2 Corinthians 8, Paul's talking to the church there in Corinth. And they had pledged, they got excited about giving some money away. And they had pledged to give this money away. And um, that, was, that was a God thing. That was something that God stirred up in their hearts. But they needed a reminder. And so Paul says, here he says, Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. So Paul was telling them to com- complete what was started, to couple those thoughts with action and the act of giving. So I want to, church, I want to invite you into this adventure of generosity by walking through that door and becoming a tither. I implore you, amazing things will start happening as we become more and more obedient to God's call to tithe. All right. So we're talking about this adventure of generosity, and so many of us are already on that. And so how do we stay on the adventure? Because, guys, we have an enemy. He wants to tear us down and knock us out of the race. Fortunately, we have an amazing God, a God who I want to remind us yet again. He longs for us to thrive. He wants abundant life for each of us. I just want to read this. I'm going to put this up. This is, the heart, again, the heart of God. Um, he's speaking out to his people. This is Moses. This is not even from Malachi. It says like the same thing, but it's different. Again, I just get the heart of the Father, okay? The Lord will open up the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your lands and season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. What? Guys, God's generosity abounds. So I'm going to have Ella Aguilar come up here. Ella, come on up. (laughs) She's going to be reading from Proverbs 8. Um, In it, wisdom, who's in in this story personified as as a woman on this... um, She's calling out in the city to those who would listen. Here, Ella, come on up here. Sit next to me. And it starts off like this.
To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice of gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Ella, you did awesome. Good job. Before the sermon, I was like, Ella, are you nervous? She's like, I'm a little nervous. I was like, I am too. (laughs) You did great. Um, So why are we seemingly detouring into a talk about wisdom? Well, hopefully you're getting a sense of God's great generosity towards us. But it's crucial. There are some crucial aspects to walking out um, in in his covering to live out some serious disciplines, and to avoid some serious pitfalls on our adventure of generosity. And wisdom's a great teacher. Man, I love Proverbs. Like, Proverbs is awesome. It's like one and two line, like, just these gems that, like, go right to your soul. Um, And God has this today to encourage you in this adventure. Okay, so what does God's wisdom say we need to seriously avoid so that we don't remove ourselves from his kind of this blanket of generosity that he wants to cover us in. So I'm going to talk about three things. Greed, laziness, and dishonesty. My notes say, boom. <laughs> boom. Hey, you start walking in this stuff, man, it is setting yourself up for disaster. Okay? Greed. Whoever trusts in his riches will fall. A greedy man brings trouble to his family Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely and live to regret it bitterly ever after. And hey, this message today is not this prosperity gospel, follow Jesus and get rich. That's not what we're talking about. Okay? We're not into that. God wants to provide for us. If he makes you rich, hey, great. But... We are running from the love of money. Okay, laziness. Lazy hands make a man poor. The sluggard craves and gets nothing. The Lord abhors dishonest scales. The Lord detests lying lips. Dishonest money dwindles away. Okay, so where's the hope aspect? What will keep us in line with what God, God um, has for us in, on this adventure of living generously? So it's in what God calls us to and what he gives us grace to walk in. So contentment, diligence, honesty, and better a little bit with the fear of the Lord. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Don't wear yourself out to get rich. Have the wisdom to show restraint. On diligence, diligent hands bring wealth. He who works his land will have abundant food. Diligent hands will rule. All hard work brings a profit. The man of integrity walks securely. He who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, 
and honor. Man, Proverbs 21, 21, like that is, I love that verse. Oh, I pray it over our, our church here. May we pursue righteousness and love. Man, good things follow when we live our lives like that. All right, I'm going to tell you about a time I was totally knocked off the adventure by being lazy and undisciplined. So I was just out of grad school. I'd been working a couple years. I'd done, done pretty good. So like I had two, these two bosses. They moved from this company, and they started their own company. And they're like, hey, why don't you come with us? It was in, I was in the, the finance realm. And I was, but I was kind of my own boss because it was like eat what you kill, right? Like close the deal, and we'll, we'll pay you money. Um, so anyways... I was tithing at the time. I was giving money away. It was, I thought life was great. Like, I had really low rent. Uh, I didn't have any debt. (laughs) Um, I was, I think I was single. I mean, I didn't have any kids. So, like, my (laughs) excess, like, I had lots of discretionary spending at the time, right? Um, So, but I was like, hey, life's easy, you know? Like, go close a deal, get paid, la, 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 you know? And so, but the, the enemy, like, was creeping in. I was starting to get kind of lazy. I was not honoring these guys or God, and how I was, I was becoming undisciplined. So I'd like show up to work like super late, take a day off, you know. One day I'm rolling into work. It's like lunchtime, and I go in there and open up the door, and it's like walking into this, you know, company-wide meeting. It wasn't this big, but company-wide meeting, and I was like, oh, we had a meeting today, you know. All eyes right on me. You could hear a pin drop. And I was like, hey, did I miss anything? You know, like, I, I was in for it, right? So my bosses, the meeting adjourned. They call me into the office. And I didn't, it wasn't that I got, like, a verbal lashing for them. It was just so much worse. It was like, man, what are you doing? They fired me on the spot. You know, I, I walked out of that office. I remember. I was like, I felt so <laughs> stupid. It was terrible. Um, and I was thrown off the adventure, right? Instead of having excess income, I had to grow. I started, I had got a job at Starbucks. I started washing cars on the side. I was doing odd jobs. I was grinding it out just to pay rent. I was like, I got to pay my rent, you know? Um, see, God wants life for us. He wants us to thrive. The enemy does not. He will weasel in any way he can and try to pluck you off, okay? So, in the realm of generosity, those are some ways that he does it. Laziness, not being diligent, not trying to be excellent at what you do. Um, There is grace, though. Man, praise the Lord. Grace, grace, grace for us. So we can look at this broken world when we mess up or when other people mess up and our hope and our faith is in Almighty God who sent Christ, His only Son, down for us. He paid the price for us. And we can have abundant life and choose to believe in Christ and we're saved. Man, our lives are made new. We're a new creation. We're not against God anymore. We're, he's, we're in his family. Man, that is the grace of God. It's awesome. 
Hey, and during this life, if we mess up, what's the word say? Confess your sins. Be forgiven. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Oh, man. It's good. Right? Okay, so we've... um, Where am I at here? Yeah, we've discussed how generous our God is. Um, What's he want for us? To thrive? Right? Are we getting this yet? He wants to pour out his blessings on us. Um, We discussed how to start the adventure. Talked about how to stay on the adventure. Um, And now we're going to talk about, like, enjoying the adventure. Guys, this is fun. Getting through that door on the other side is so much fun. Um, So the principles kind of in this realm are you reap what you sow. And that when you understand the heart of the Father towards you, that he wants you to thrive, you can start enjoying the adventure. So this is a thing you've got to hear, okay? So 10 years ago, Lori and I came up here. I went back to, to grad school, got a degree, and um, was looking for a job, and I could not find a job. It was 2009, like the, mar- the market had not rebounded yet, and it was brutal. I was so overwhelmed. I was just like, what, God, what is going on? Um, and I remember it clear. I can picture, like, I was, as we were in our kitchen, I was leaning up against the, the oven. I remember the cracked tile on the floor, and I was like, I was upset. I was like, let's just pray one more time. Let's pray. And I felt... It was like God spoke to my heart. He was like, Ronnie, work at Starbucks. Work construction. Start your own company. Get a corporate job. I'm going to take care of you. And in that instant, like the head knowledge that God is our provider became heart knowledge. That's what we need to hear. Church, you've got to know he loves you. He wants to provide for you in every way. Man, and once you realize that, you can, you can enjoy the adventure. All right, another story. Um, so it had, been, it had been a couple years since the tragedy of getting fired. I think that's the only time I got fired, but I'm not quite sure. Um, uh, so I'd, I, this is like... How far are we going back? Now I'm going back in time. So 10, 12 years ago. Um, and I'd, I had learned from, I'd learned my lesson. I'm like, I'm going to make hay while the sun's shining. That, you know, I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to press in. I'm going to strive for excellence. Um, so I'd learned a lot. Got married. Uh, things were going good. Um, and God called us to move to Boston. It was really exciting. So we had two cars at the time. And Lori won out. She's like, I want to keep my red Jeep. I'm like, okay. So she got to keep her red Jeep. I had to sell my truck. Um, but we made like a good amount of money on my truck. It was awesome. Um, and so I'm unemployed. And we just got some money, which was great. You know, I'm going to be in school for a couple years. And some friends of ours are going to uh, plant a church in California, all people's church. Like we've heard of that, right? And we're like, 
we'd heard about it. They were asking for money. Lori and I prayed, and we're like, God, hey, we're all in. We had this money, and so we felt just like, great, take it. You can have it. Um, it was awesome. Like, it was not a burden. We, didn't fre- we weren't freaking out, like, oh, how we, how's God going to provide for us? It was like, we got, yes, Lord, you've provided so much for our lives. Like, just take it. Um, it was fun. So we got to partner with them. We, not, like, we have an inheritance with them in California now. Um, so back to the story. We're moving. We packed up our U-Haul. You know, we'd sold, our, sold the truck, packed up the U-Haul. We're driving out of the driveway of our house in Dallas. And I was like, oh, babe, like, I think I probably should put a for sale sign in the yard. Um, and so I did. I went, rent, went out there, stuck the for sale sign in the yard as we're driving away, wrote my cell number up there. Um, and we're driving from Dallas to Boston. We stop in St. Louis to stay with Lori's parents. Before we'd gotten there, five people called and were like, can we buy your house? And we cashed in on that house. Like, it was awesome. So, man, it was such an awesome testimony. Like, and I'm not saying because we helped someone move and gave them money that it was like, okay, God, you owe us money. We didn't, we weren't thinking that. We were just like, hey, we're going up to Boston. And, but the, we were under, we were aligned with God. Like, so whether or not that was going to happen, if we had given the money away or not, I don't know. But I do know, like, our hearts were aligned with God. Man, and it, we've got crazy housing stories, okay? So, like, I feel just under his covering in housing. When we came out to Boston, the real, like, we took off work. We bought plane tickets. Our, our realtor, we show up. She's like, she showed us one place, one apartment when we came up here. We're like, this lady's crazy. So we went and found someone else, and they showed us like 20 places, and they were all dumps, you know, that cost the same. And so we're like, God, you knew. Like, you knew we just needed to see that one place. Like, when we went to, we went to buy our house that we're living in now, we felt like God gave us some wisdom. Like, hey, write a note, send a picture. The guy was trying to make a bidding war. So he took, he was like, I'm going to take uh, offer letters at this point in time, and that's it. And so we're like, okay, we put our offer letter in, and um, we got the house. And we were like, yeah, praise God. We were not the highest bidder. Like, we came back, or the neighbors were like, you know you weren't the highest bidder. God provides, church. He provides so much. Like, get under his covering. Um, man, church, I love you. I am excited about what God has for you. Band, you can go ahead and come up. Um, some of you guys are like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm freaked out. I'm standing on, a, on the other side of the door. And it can be a scary place. I'm, there, hey, man, there have been times where I did not have money to give. Like, recently, <laughs> you know? Um, it's not all been rolling in the dough. There's been rough times. I know what it, I know what it likes to be like, oh, man, Lord, you've got to provide. Um, so some of you are in that spot there. Some of you are saying, God's putting on your heart, like, I need to check myself how I'm working. 
you know? How am I? Am I being diligent? Am I, am I going for excellence? And some of you are like, I'm in the adventure, man. I'm all in. Let's go. But today, Clark's going to come up and share. Um, we're going to kind of do response time a little bit differently today. And so, but I just want to say, church, God has great things for you. He wants you to thrive. And so that's what I'm believing for. Awesome. Thanks, Ronnie. Yep. Um, so this, this came forth, I think, real clear in Ronnie's message. Um, there's the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22. There's a picture of God's throne and then the river of life flowing out of God's throne. And, you know, our goal, I think our goal as followers of Jesus is to stay under the leadership of that throne, to to realign our lives under that throne, to stay in that river of life, that river of wholeness and provision and grace. And the throne of God and the river of God are inseparable. Um, And as it's the, today's the last Sunday of this four-part series on finances. And just like every other series or message that, that we have here, what we're trying to do is bring every area of our lives just right under that throne, submitted, realigned with that throne. And, and so we're going to uh, provide a little bit of time to respond right now. We're going to do it in a specific way. Uh, some of you, Mark talked about this card last week. Some of you be very impressed if you brought this back with you this week. But if not, the ushers are going to come forward and and pass these out. And so this is our response to these last four weeks. And as Ronnie shared, as Mark shared last week, we the 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 offering giving to our immediate spiritual family, this community is kind of the, the training wheels, as it were, or the, the ground floor in getting into this, this awesome adventure of generosity, of giving even beyond that. And so we're going to have some time to, to, uh, to pray as a couple, pray as individuals. Uh, we believe the Lord's been speaking these last few weeks. And we're just going to, as the band plays, we're just going to invite you guys. Just let's ask, Jesus, what are you saying? What are, what are you inviting me to do? What are, in what ways are not Ronnie or Mark or Clark or my life group leader inviting me to, to bring my finances more into alignment? We're asking Jesus, Jesus, what are you saying? How are you inviting me, us, to bring uh, this this uh, significant part of our lives under your leadership. And this card is, it's a commitment card, but it's not a commitment to the church. It's a commitment to the Lord. This is between you and the Lord. No one's going to see it, but you and the Lord. Um, This is not an Old Testament vow that is, you know, if you don't, if you write, this is my, my goal, it's specifically over the next 12 months, how is the Lord inviting you to, to uh, give to this community or 
the tithe. It's, it can be re- revised anytime. Like, like I said, it's, no one is looking at it. It's between you and the Lord. And what you'll do is you'll fill it out and you'll put it in this envelope, which is just a little bit smaller width-wise and height-wise than the card. <clears throat> so your job, probably the hardest part of this job is going to be fitting this in with the envelope. But feel free, just fold it up. Make a little, you know, a swan. However you need to, to be able to put it in this envelope, just do that. And you're going to slick it and seal it. Write your name on it and your address because we're going to mail these back to you in a few months. And it's still going to be sealed. We're not going to look in it. But it's going to be a reminder for, to you to what God spoke this morning. And then whenever you're done filling it out, there's going to be, I think there's going to be baskets up here. If it's, if it's meaningful to you to bring it up while the, the music's playing, wonderful. Uh, or if it's meaningful to you to just drop it off in the basket on the center table back there on your way out, wonderful. So let's pray. And have the cards been passed out? Oh, let's go ahead and pass them out. Yeah. Um, but let's pray. Lord, we love you. We love your leadership over our lives. We love you that you lead us from a heart of purity, a heart of love. And Lord, it is our desire to bring every area of our lives, Lord, every relationship, our thought lives, our our hopes, our dreams, our plans, our finances. We want to bring everything that we are um, under your throne and your leadership. And we want to live our lives right in the middle of that river of life that flows, that river of wholeness, joy, love, and peace. And Lord, we believe that you speak. We believe that you've been speaking. And we welcome your voice right now. I just invite in just the clarity of heaven in this room right now and just command every other competing voice of, of condemnation or the enemy or flesh or judgment or all that just to be silent right now. We welcome the voice of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name. So we're going to have a few minutes Pray with your spouse or pray with anyone else who needs to be a part of uh, this, this decision.